Hello everyone and welcome back to the Soul Mind Body Podcast. My name's Yvette and I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning back into our show. Today's episode is part two of our Herbalism and the Energy of Health series. And I'm so excited to share some inspired information with you guys. My only hope is that you leave this episode feeling more empowered and confident in your own vibration of health and wellness. And I hope that as you listen, you open up your own channels to receive the divine inspiration that surrounds all of you. So this episode being part two of this special series on herbalism is all about allowing the energy of health to enter your space and also about going over the spiritual properties of herbs and how to make that connection. Part one shared some of my favorite go-to herbs for immunity and lung support. So I wanted part two to take a whole new view on the uses and the connections you can make with your plant allies. Then I was gonna close with a guided meditation to allow this new vibration of health to enter your space. And while I'll still be sharing that information, I've just been inspired to add a little something extra. You see, I was contacted by several listeners with some amazing questions on our last episode, actually a few friends of mine as well, and they've inspired me to share more resources on how to incorporate accessible herbalism into your life. So I want to just give a special thank you and a shout out to Melissa, Kelly, Tabitha, and Jess. Um, In our last episode, I did cover some of my top herbs for wellness, and I did this with the assumption that our listeners had an easily accessible herb stockpile or an herbal store nearby, or just resources out there that they could easily visit to obtain these herbs that I discussed. Well, duh, it didn't even click to me that we're in a quarantine situation and your herb resources could be closed or unavailable right now, or raising their prices ridiculously because I've seen that happen with elderberry. (laughs) But I'm sorry, I had a spacey moment there and not realizing that not everyone is an herb hoarder like I am. And the herbs that I had discussed, they typically are accessible in any health food store, herbal store, even in your garden, but they're not as easily accessible as herbs that you can find every day in your kitchen. So today, thanks to that awesome feedback that I received, I'm going to go over some of my favorite kitchen herbs for immunity and lung support so that you can just look in your spice cabinet or any grocery store to easily empower yourself with the healing spirits of plants. So in order to honor the powerful date that we're publishing this episode, I'm going to be going over four kitchen herbs for immunity and lung support, four spiritual properties of herbs, and four of my favorite herbs to use in my own spiritual practice. So the date this episode will air is April 4th, 2020, which has some powerful symbolism behind it. I'm kind of a numerology nerd, and the fact that the date is April, the fourth month, and it's the fourth day of the year 2020, which if you add up individually, it's two plus zero plus two plus zero, which equals four, it's something pretty special. We're opening up a magnetic vibration, drawing in the numerical energy of the number four. And I believe that the divine creator, God, spirit, the universe, whatever you call it, gifted us many universal languages or roadmaps to help us better understand our potential, our purpose, and guide us into that higher understanding of the value of our imprint on humanity. And there are messages throughout the universe that give us the answers to the why, what, when, and how type of questions that we pursue our whole lives. And in these messages, it's 
I mean, it connects on a whole new level. It's really beautiful. And we can find this, I don't know, universal language, this connection can be found in sacred geometry, herbalism, vibrational frequencies, astrology, numerology, and just so much more. We're going to talk about many of these things throughout the show, but just to continue on on my point, (laughs) there is a message that comes from this very special date, which totally coincides with the messages of this episode. So to avoid rambling on about numerology, I'll just say that the vibration of this 444 date resonates on a higher plane. In numerology, the number four holds a vibration of stability, discipline, it's supportive, reliable, methodical, and it's trustworthy. The number four reminds us of the structure of the universe that supports our highest good. It represents the four elements, the four corners, the four directions of north, south, east, west. It resonates with the foundation of humanity and it's synonymous as the number of the archangels. It vibrates with the earth energy that supports our very existence. So it's a pretty powerful date to connect with the supportive energy of the gifts from mother nature. So hooray for the supportive energy of the universe. And it's a gift to all of us, especially during this time. And even if you don't listen to this episode on April 4th of 2020, just know that the information that I'm sharing with you was inspired with the vibration of this special date, enhanced with the energy of the number four. So no matter when you listen, just know that the energy is carried through the messages that I'm sharing. All right, so let's get to it. Time to talk about the herbs. So first and foremost, as I said in the last episode, Um, I'm not a doctor. I am not making any medical claims or diagnosis. I definitely encourage everyone to seek out medical professionals if you need them in your life. Um, I have to disclose that and I do want to say that I'm just, I'm an herbalist and I love the power of herbs and I believe that there is this special connection we can make for our highest healing or highest wellness within the herbs. And I also want to make clear that the most important takeaway from working as an herbalist is going to be the connection you make with the unique life force of our plant allies. My ancestors passed down the knowledge, the second nature, the intuitive insight that there is a spirit in all living things. When we connect, appreciate, and nurture the life life force within everything, we can finally begin to see that humanity has allies throughout all of creation. So as you work with herbs, as you visualize and understand and allow the herbs to share their vibrations with you, you're gonna really truly receive the gifts that lie within all of creation. And this isn't a new way of thinking. It's just a way that's been a little suppressed over time. But as you realign yourself with this frame of thought, As you value all life as equal, you'll find that this familiar connection has always been there. And you'll find that you're not being taught this information. You're simply being reminded of something you've known all along. So pay respect to the life force in your herbs. Thank them for sacrificing their energy to nurture yours. Ask them for their wisdom. Set your intention and offer love and gratitude as you make clear intentions that you wish to receive. I send out all of my love and gratitude for the wisdom and healing that I've received from all of the herbs that I discussed, but in particular, the four kitchen herbs that I'm going to share with you now. 
First is an herb that you've probably come across in some of your favorite dishes, something you can find in almost any kitchen, and that's garlic. I'm sure you've heard of the wonders of garlic, but this is a magical herb that's been documented through the ages, throughout more cultures than any other plant for medicinal purposes. Garlic acts as an antimicrobial, antispasmatic, it's a diaphoretic, expectorant, digestant, and just so many other large words that can describe its magical properties in our body, but I won't get tongue-tied with those. <laughs> garlic is an herb that was used to fight the plagues in Europe, and it's been believed by Egyptian healers to fight cancer. It's documented in healing texts from Rome, Asia, and all over the world. It's crazy how much the, I mean, how much humanity has known about garlic and thinking about how different things grow in different parts of the world. It's pretty phenomenal that garlic has stood the test of time all over the world. And if you look at the full plant and you compare it to our bodies, you're going to see that the stalk re re uh, resembles a windpipe and the bulb kind of looks like a heart. And this is a hidden language within herbs that the universe left for us to discover. Not only is garlic great for our hearts and the airways, um, it's used as a natural antibiotic. There have been scientific studies that compared the effects of antibiotics versus garlic, where garlic worked faster and more effectively to kill bacterial infections. It's a detoxifier, helps eliminate parasites, heavy metals, waste, it removes phlegm, fights toxicity, strengthens your blood cells, and it basically destroys bad bacteria and supports the good bacteria. So relevant to the health concerns going on right now, garlic is proven effective to help the respiratory system and treat lung conditions like asthma and bronchial illness. Because it helps expel mucus from the lungs, it also it helps clear us up while boosting immunity. And what more can you ask for right now? This is an herb that has so many scientific studies to back the uses of it. You don't need to look far to find some pretty rad information on garlic. The reason why it tops my kitchen herb list is because it's a powerhouse both as preventative medicine and just as powerful to get you from dis-ease back to 100%. And bonus value, which is also pretty relevant, if you take enough, you might smell bad enough to keep people six feet away right now. Okay, so that was a bad joke. But anyways, <laughs> the next herb that I'm going to go to is ginger. And ginger root is some pretty powerful stuff, man. This is something that every abuelita out there has recommended as the remedio or the remedy for an upset tummy to help you with lack of energy, to boost your immunity, to help you fight the shivers or fevers, and it's just something to spice up any tasty dish also. The thing about herbs like ginger or cayenne or black pepper, anything kind of with a spice to it, it acts as a catalyst for other herbs too, so this is a great thing to add to any tea or any other herbal com combinations because the ginger will really help synchronize itself with other uh, herbs for their medicinal properties and work well with the ginger to kind of boost whatever the effects are meant to be. Ginger also acts as an antioxidant, antiseptic, again an antispasmatic. It's a counter irritant. Again, it's an expectorant, meaning that it releases the mucus from the body. It's kind of a stimulant, it's a tummy aid, and it's even been used as an antidepressant. So this is a popular herb for nausea, fatigue, detoxification, and it's super strong for respiratory and lung and chest health. 
Ginger is a root that really benefits your gut health as well, which I've discussed is vital to your overall wellness. It can help with fevers. Uh, it encourages sweating, so that helps you remove toxic waste. It also alkalizes the body and improves circulation. I use ginger internally, but also externally. It's phenomenal to add into your baths if you're feeling sick. You can steam it in a pot and then inhale the vapors. You can drink it in a tea. There's just so many ways to benefit from ginger. And ginger is my go-to herb when I need to detox my body, break a fever, soothe nausea, fight a cold, soothe a sore throat. It even helps allevi alleviate gas and bloating and fatigue. It's great for migraines, lungs, blood, you name it. When you look at the shape of ginger, again, you'll notice its resemblance to like a windpipe or a vein, an airway, an intestine, and any other internal body part that serves as like a transport um, to send vitals from one place to another within your body. So use the resemblances within herbs to remind you that um, they work with certain parts of the body. Although they benefit you all over, they do have strengths in certain parts of the body over others. So use a resemblance of ginger to remind you that it helps vital properties in your body go from one place to another. Also keep in mind that not only does it support immunity and also fight disease, it warms up the body, which think about it, that can be extremely important to help you know, prevent any virus that may not thrive in the warmth. So definitely something to be uh, including into your daily routine. Third on my list is turmeric, also known as curcumin or Indian saffron. You can easily find this bright orange root powder in any spice rack across the world. It's easily available in grocery stores. Usually you'll find it in like a powder form or you can always look for fresh turmeric along with ginger in the produce sections. This root looks similar to ginger, again, like a pipe, vein, or artery. It's just a little shorter, so think of any like smaller internal delivery channel in the body. The most popular trait of turmeric is probably known by athletes and active people all over the world because it's amazing for anti-inflammatory properties. And just like how gut health is essential to our overall wellness, inflammation response is another major indicator of all over health. Turmeric is a great anti-tumor property, uh, or it has anti-tumor properties, uh, cardioprotective, antioxidant, antiseptic, and an antimicrobial agent. And the compound in turmeric, which is called curcumin, is the, contact, the compound that scientists have studied in the anti-cancer studies. And all of the um, like scientific and medicinal studies and purposes usually will hone in on that curcumin compound. But turmeric is great to help alleviate pain symptoms that are caused by inflammation. And it's really great for your heart health. And added bonus, it's good for heavy metal protection. And you know, there's heavy metals in everything. So anytime we can detox those from our body, it's a great thing. So it's benefit to the heart, liver, and lungs is something that I feel like everyone can benefit from, and it's easy. You can find turmeric in a powder form, and you can use it to like in capsules. You can use it in a smoothie. Um, a bit popular way to use it is to make what's called golden milk. It's like a superfood health drink. All you do is you grab some turmeric, maybe some ginger, black pepper, cinnamon, honey, and you mix it in almond milk. And it's hard to find a yummier health drink out there than that. It's super sweet. You can add like 
I don't know, you can make it frozen almond milk so it could be more of like a smoothie or milkshake consistency, but it's really good and it helps you feel great. And you can even use turmeric powder on your skin to detox or create better circulation, to relieve inflammation, to antioxidize. But do your research on that first because otherwise I've heard that you can turn your skin orange. It hasn't happened to me yet, but do some research on that. I like the powder for the shelf life. It lasts a long time, but you can incorporate the whole root into your meals for the benefits as well. So the fourth herb was kind of a hard choice for me to choose between because it was between cayenne, rosemary, basil, sage, and thyme. And I know that's a lot, but I love them all so much. Um, but I chose thyme because it's the most relevant to our lung health right now. And I don't know if you say thyme, T-H-Y-M-E, or thyme. I'm not from this country, so English is my second language, and I'm not sure what the proper pronunciation is. So I'm going to call it thyme for just this, the heck of it. <laughs> but thyme is also an antiseptic, diaphoretic, disinfectant, expectorant, again, which means removing mucus and phlegm for the body, which is very popular right now. Um, and it's another herb with its strength in the benefits to the lung, the liver, and the stomach. So just again, remember gut health is amazing for your wellness. Nurturing your body's elimination system like the livers is super important. And of course, felt like supporting healthy lungs, not just for now, but always. Breathing is our life source. Thyme is an amazing tissue cleanser and it's a powerhouse germicide. So its germicide and disinfectant properties are extremely beneficial for the upper respiratory passages. It's an antispasmatic, which is why it's been used through the ages for asthma, breathing issues, and whooping cough. Thyme is magical, both internally and externally. Topically, it can help with wounds or skin issues like psoriasis, acne, eczema, and even fungal infections like athlete's foot or scabies or lice. Literally, you can find uses for thyme in almost anything that has to do with your skin or anything with your tissue. And I love it because it eliminates, again, mucus from the body in the head, lungs, and respiratory passages. So that's our focal point, obviously. I've repeated it over and over to kind of set that intention that we should be supporting the elimination of all mucus in our body because it's never good to have that sticky stuff in us. And it's created by so many things, not just what's going on right now. Dairy is a huge contributor to mucus in the body, but so are other things. Anyways, it's probably, thyme is probably most popular, popularly used in Western culture for its benefits for the skin. Thyme can be found in your spice rack or even in the fresh herb section of your produce aisle at the grocery store. But I do prefer this herb dried and then extracted in some form of liquid because this herb loves water. So teas, tonics, steams, astringents, soaks, all of those are good ways to incorporate thyme into your routine. Thyme tea was used in folk remedies for asthma attacks or shortness of breath, and I've personally used it to help soothe my, soothe my nerves in the middle of anxiety attacks. And if you're like me and experience shortness of breath that's brought on by anxiety, this, er this herb comes in clutch to help bring you back from that. And a fun fact, thyme is actually a key ingredient in Listerine antiseptic mouthwash, so I think that's kind of cool to kind of show you the strength of it. And it was hard to choose just four kitchen herbs to share, but 
I'm sure that this topic is going to come up again in other episodes and your input matters so much. So if you want more, just connect with me and I'm happy to let you know anything that I know. Or if you want to share some resources and be featured on the show, I would love that. So just reach out. But before you go raid your kitchen cabinets to see which herbs you already have, let's go over the next part of this episode and discuss the spiritual properties of herbs. So this is one of my favorite topics to discuss because shamanic herbalism was one of my earliest introductions to realizing the realm of our herbal allies and plant spirits. And as I was growing up, I found kinship in herbs, plants, trees, and the earth. I've been communicating with these beautiful life forms for as long as I can remember. I also think that if you're a writer, if you like to journal and write down, like not on a computer, even though writers do do that, but if you're a pen and paper type of person, think of that connection as a connection with the earth because paper is used, is made by trees. And when you're using that, you are making a connection to a life force that still lives there. Anyways, um, communicating with plants, it's a wisdom from my ancestors that has been passed down, not just culturally, but I feel this connection like within my spirit. Anyone who feels as if they have a green thumb, you can relate to what I'm talking about. There's just a connection there. But even if you don't have a green thumb, or even if you've never thought about connecting to plants for a spiritual connection, it's still something that you can use to enrich your life or your spiritual practice and even your intuitive connection. There are subtle life forces that share our existence and when we open our receptors to their presence, you're gonna enhance your connection to your own intuitive gifts. If you're seeking out ways to open up an intuitive gift or enhance your meditation routine or just want to expand your senses, you can start with the loving desire to know and connect with the silent sentient beings all around us, like plants, water, air, earth, animals, flowers, all living things that we share this beautiful planet with. To give you my introduction into the spiritual properties of herbs, I'm gonna go over four ways that I connect with the herbs. And one of the main connections I've made with plants is through sacred smudging. Smudging is a ritual act of purification using the smoke auras or the smoke spirit of dried herbs, flowers, leaves, and roots. A well-known smudge in the new age is white sage. Saging one's space is a popular way to cleanse any icky energy and just like refresh the whole space that you're in. It's become real, real popular to go and just sage a space when you're moving in or to clear out anything. And um, I love that more and more people are incorporating like a sage ritual in their daily lives. And the use of sage bundles has really taken off in the last 20 years. It's just a great way to embrace the sacred smudging ritual and that smoke connection with your herbs, but there's so much more than than just that option. And, you know, honestly, there's more to this cleansing your space with smoke. There's more to that than just like the woo-woo benefits of sacred smudging. Using smoke to purify the air is something that's been done throughout history. Doctors and hospitals would burn sage to cleanse the air because it's an antimicrobial, so it purifies the air. And there's this intimate connection that comes from creating a sacred smudge blend, and it enhances the results of your intention. As you use smoke of dried herbs to cleanse or empower your space, you can ask the aura of the plant, the smoke, to cleanse your space, add in love, peace, harmony, protection, whatever your intention is, 
All you need to do is ask and our plant allies will help. Smudging is a practice that must be done with a grateful heart and intention is everything. I always thank the healing spirit of the herb for guiding me through the smudging process and I offer love to the herbs. Then as I invoke the healing smoke from the herbs, I'll walk around a space and waft the smoke in whatever direction that I'm guided to while setting intentions that the stagnant residual energy is released and that it's replaced with love, light, peace, harmony, etc. All of that is super important. If you're going to remove or clear out anything, just remember to take a minute to call in the energies that you do want in that space. It's like unpacking a suitcase. If you never unpack a suitcase, then it's worthless to you the next time you need it. So just make sure that as you empty out the icky stuff, you're bringing in high vibrational thoughts and intentions. Now you can create your own smudge bundles using like stalks of herbs tied together as like a wand or the way I like to do it is I choose my herbs based on their own healing signatures and I ask them to connect with my highest self. I pray over the herbs. I make sure that my breath touches the herbs as I set my intention, as I you know say my prayers. And I ask permission to combine the energies of the blend of herbs for my intended smudge use. So as you ask permission, take a moment to like feel if you have that permission. I send my gratitude and then I explain the process that I'm about to use to blend them. And yes, while I'm doing this, I mean I'm talking to the plants the entire time. Then I grind my herbs. Um, you can use a coffee grinder, which is a really great way to powder your herbs. And once they're ground together, I get my mini cast iron incense bowl and I light a charcoal. You can use what's popularly used for like hookahs. You just get those coals and once the coal is lit, take pinches of your herbal powder blend and place it on the charcoal and then begin to waft the smoke through whatever space. However, I always smudge myself and all living things in the space before I go through it just to make sure that we're all connected, protected, and sealed in the auric smoke of the plant. Then once I finish, I thank the herbs once more. I re-smudge myself and I put out the coal in water. You always want to follow fire safety. <laughs> There's just so much depth to sacred smudging, but this information is a great start. And just keep in mind that different herbs hold different intentions or signatures which can work through your smudging. And like white sage for cleansing and purifying you can use rosemary for wealth or roses for love frankincense for divinity there are so many out there that work with you for your highest and best intentions another way to use the herbs in your spiritual practice is through the vibration of their aromas fragrant herbs use their aroma to speak to us it's basically another one of those languages for us to connect to and this has become super popular in the last decade with the use of essential oils and flower essences. Using herbs with strong smells allows us to connect through receptors which are studied by aromatherapists. Um, and one of the first ways that we all learn to embrace the auric field of smell within plants is when we're taught to, you know, stop and smell the roses. How many of you have heard that? It's a super common saying, and think about the meaning implied in that popular saying. Stopping to smell the roses reminds us to be mindful and grateful for the moment that we're in and to just appreciate the beauty all around us. It guides us 
to stop living outside of that present moment and to instead slow down and appreciate one of the many gifts of the universe. This is the simplest foundation to connect with herbs through our life source, our breath. You can use this connection of breathing in the fragrance of your favorite herbs to enhance meditation, create a small bowl of, you know, filled with roses or lavender, eucalyptus, whatever you're drawn to, and inhale and ask for the wisdom of the herbs to hold the space for you for your meditation or to guide you through the experience. A lot of people will also use diffusers with essential oils or incenses. It's all the same concept. You can also do things like create dream pillows by combining herbs like chamomile, calendula, lavender into a pouch and sew it and just create a little satchel of herbs to keep under your pillow. And this can help protect you in your dream state or even enhance your dream potential if you want to communicate to your higher self through that dream state. And you can create fragrant tonics to spray in your space to cleanse and to empower it. So connecting with that aroma essence or the spirit within the aroma of the plants is super powerful. Next, we have the spiritual practice of offerings. And this is a process of simply giving love and gratitude to the earth and to our plant friends without asking for anything in return. This can help heal karmic cycles, your karmic cycles or other people's. It just raises the vibration of all humanity and it really is a way that we can all help heal the world. You can do this by making offerings to the earth that involve your time, your intention and your loving actions selflessly. Plant new seeds, like literally go out there and buy a plant and as you do this, speak to the baby seed, give it words of love and gratitude, offer your friendship and then nurture the relationship by caring for that plant. And as you connect with these new little seedlings, be there to listen, so to speak, to the vibrations that they send you when they communicate their needs. Offer to listen to their stories and stay present in mindfulness. And as you share the space with your plant, you'll find that you're connecting more and more. You can do this with one plant or an entire garden. Create life and invest love into it just as our universe does for us. You know, we didn't have to be created, but we were, and we were created for our highest and best good, not for the highest and best good of anything outside of ourselves, which is, I mean, a huge indicator of that is that we have free will. And while we can make positive impacts on the world, like plants do by giving us oxygen, we have the free will not to live up to our purpose, but we were created anyways with no expectations set upon us. So honor that gift by giving it to another life form for its highest and best good with nothing asking nothing in return. You can also connect with offerings by giving herbs back to the earth after you've used them. I'm notorious for doing this and I love it because it's pure magic. You feel so great after doing this, but after you're done drinking some tea that you've made with herbs or after you've used an herbal poultice or something, just bring the used herbs outside and give them back to the earth in gratitude sending the herbs back home with love and respect. All right, finally, my fourth spiritual connection with herbs is through spiritual bathing. There is a special connection between plants and water, and when we immerse our spirits together, there's a bond that enriches our lives. And you may already do this process as like a self-care routine by adding like bath bombs or oils or flower essences or minerals to your bath for like a relaxing spa experience. It's kind of the same concept. Creating spiritual baths is a popular way to decompress and center yourself. 
Historically, ritual baths were done in ancient civilizations to invite the healing spirit of the plants into an intimate and vulnerable setting where you're removing, you're stripping yourself of all outside things. You're removing the things off of your body that you're adorning yourself in, cloaking yourself in, and you're becoming vulnerable with your plant allies. And this allows them to do the same with you to enhance this connection. In this connection, we embody the auric essence and the vibration of the herbs that we use. And we could choose to create a bath soak with like roses to draw in a loving energy or beauty into our lives. You could use calendula to empower yourself to be seen as favorable in legal matters or lavender to calm your senses and enhance mindfulness and that higher connection. There are so many herbs, roots, and salts that you can combine to create distinct energetic imprints within your aura to draw in things like love, wealth, luck, health, even protection. Allowing yourself to be guided towards the plants that you're drawn to to create that spiritual bath, it will help you. And then as you do that, try and focus on connecting with the energy of each plant as you lay in your bath. Ask for the vibration of the rose, for example, to make itself present and try to focus on the feeling of that see if you can feel that energy that it's emitting eventually you're going to feel that lingering presence of the herbs or flowers as you move through the days that follow the vibrations will stay with you and guide you for your highest and best intentions in your waking life so now to close out the discussion portion of this episode i'm going to share some of my favorite herbs in my own spiritual practice First are roses. You've heard me talk about them throughout the episode. I have an affinity for all flowers, but dried rose petals are one of my best friends. Roses have an energetic signature of gratitude, unconditional love, support, friendship, beauty, nobility. Their aura is just filled with love and heart connections. So when you're using roses, try and um, see if you can connect with that essence within the flower. Second is frankincense. And this is more of a resin, but I do consider it as part of my herbal repertoire. And you may be familiar with this resin from its biblical references. It's one of the gifts that were given to baby Jesus along with the gold and the myrrh. And there are so many uses with frankincense, but I use it to open and hold um, a space for divinity. This is also the same concept if you go into like a Catholic church. They do a frankincense smudge to open, hold, and end services with um, during Mass. And it's one of the highest vibrational energies within a plant or resin that I've ever experienced. And I feel that being in the presence or connecting to the spirit of frankincense just reminds you how close we are to divinity at all times. And you can use this to open and enhance any good energy within a space. Next is rosemary. I love rosemary and even though it's a great medicinal herb we that we can find in our kitchen, it's also amazing in its therapeutic aroma properties as well as in smudge blends. Rosemary is known to enhance clear thinking and mental focus. The smell of rosemary can actually increase your intuition combined with your intellectual connection. In a smudge, it's used to enhance or bring in love, prosperity, and good fortune. It's an herb with a strong feminine energy that nurtures the highest good of the person connecting with it. It's associated with Venus, the planet of love, also with Aphrodite and the Divine Mother, the Virgin Mary, whatever you resonate with. And just think of this herb as giving you that same loving energy of a mother. 
protecting you with its entire being, sending you wishes for unconditional love, and drawing in your highest sense of self anytime you go through a thought process. It's the herb that reminds you to grab your jacket before you leave the house or gives you a shoulder to cry on without judgment. It's that mothering energy that pushes you towards prosperity and happiness and has the best intentions for you. And last but definitely not least is basil. This is a great herb in the kitchen for our health and to empower our lives. It holds an auric signature that brings aid in the matter of luck, money, protection, love, and divination. Basil has been associated with many saints and deities which represent good fortune, faithful endeavors, and prosperity. And it says that it's like historically known that basil hears your most sincere wishes and works with you to draw, draw in the highest vibration of whatever you wish for. So I use it for smudging in baths. I also keep a basil leaf in my wallet at all times. There's so many uses for it. And I literally could talk forever about the divinity of connecting with herbs, but I'll close this episode so that you can go out and begin your own journey with your own plant allies. I hope that this information resonated with you and I look forward to sharing more with you soon. We will now begin the guided meditation portion of this episode. I send love to all those who, all those who have listened up until now. And now I'm going to channel in our guided meditation. So... I want everyone to just take a deep breath. I know we just went over a lot of information and it's still settling in your energetic space, but this is gonna be a short meditation. I just want you to find a comfortable place to sit or lie down, find a space to relax your mind for a moment, and our meditation will be a short guided experience to empower you in finding your own process to connect with the energy of healing within all things. You'll be activating your senses through visualization and you'll begin to get familiar with your own process and connecting with supporting and loving energies all around you. To prepare for this meditation, we're gonna be doing a breathing sequence, but during that breathing sequence, I want you to just release all thoughts, release worry, release your to-do list, any mental chatter, Don't try and stop your thoughts, but simply acknowledge your thoughts and send them away. If any thoughts arise, that's okay. The goal is not to stop your thought, but instead to realize that you're not your thoughts. You are the being that realizes that your mind is thinking. So as a thought arises, simply acknowledge that your mind has created a thought and send it away by focusing on your breath. Allow yourself to feel your breath going in and out, entering your body effortlessly without thought or direction. You never have to direct your breath to come in or out with your mind. Your body just knows what to do to keep you alive. It's effortless and divinely guided at all times. So let this remind you that there's a divine intelligence in your entire being that is always working for your highest and best good. And now I just want you to get comfortable while we begin our breathing sequence. And for this breathing sequence, you're going to be breathing in for four seconds. You'll hold the breath for four seconds. And then you're gonna exhale slowly for four seconds. 
We're gonna do this a total of four times. So again, you're gonna inhale through your nose for four seconds. Hold that breath for four seconds. Exhale for four seconds. Continuing to do this four times. Breathing in as if you're inhaling the aroma of a flower. Holding that breath at your heart center. And then exhaling through your mouth like you're blowing out a birthday candle. <sighs> a total of four times. And as you complete this breathing sequence, I want you to just allow your breath to regulate itself. No longer directing it in or out. Simply just allowing it to come in and out. Placing your thoughts and your focus on this breath. Great job. Get comfortable. Close your eyes. And as you get comfortable, I want you to call in your own divine energy, your divine team of benevolent beings who are always with you for your highest and best good, allowing the energy which I'm sending, the energy of love, light, connection, allowing that to enter your space to enhance your meditation and hold the sacred space for yourself. And allow yourself to be completely submerged in a bubble of white and golden light, envisioning this bubble taking form all around you in the shape of an egg all around your auric field. And as this bubble begins to define its shape all around you, allow a white and golden light to fill this space cleansing and clearing you of anything that no longer serves you for your highest and best good and empowering you in your own divine state of being as you allow this energy to completely engulf your auric space you feel protected and safe and confident in your meditation and we set the intention that this meditation allow the energy of health and wellness to enter your energetic field and become your vibration, the vibration of health and wellness and confidence is entering your space. And this will be the exact energy that is with you at all times when making the divine connection to any herbs or plants. And now I want you to envision in your mind's eye that you have your hands out in front of you. I want you to envision a beautiful red apple at the center of your hands with your eyes closed, just creating this image of the apple, perfectly defining it in your mind's eye. This apple is beautiful and red, pure, See the details within this apple. Feel free to turn it around, acknowledging its color and any distinct features that you see. This apple is so real and present in your space that you almost can smell the aroma coming through from this freshly picked apple. And as this apple begins to share its details with you in your mind's eye, 
I want you to envision taking a bite out of this apple and feeling the crunch. Taste the juices of this apple. Allow your mouth to water while you taste this beautifully crisp, sweet red apple. Envision yourself eating this apple and as you eat this apple, the vibration of health is just taking over your body. You hear the crunching sound as you take a bite. You taste all the tastes. You feel the apple getting smaller in your hand. And once you've eaten the apple, I want you to feel the apple at its core and then envision that this apple has come back into full form. Reimagine this apple, bring it back into the palm of your hands, envisioning the complete apple once again. And once you have this formed in your mind, I want you to ask yourself what the differences are in this apple than the one that you ate. Ask the apple if it's the same one or if it's a new one. Find yourself connecting with this life force that you normally wouldn't. Acknowledge that the essence of all living and sentient things that enrich your body, your mind, and your spirit, that connection lives within you and communicates with you just with the visualization and intention that you hold within. And as you feel this energy, I want you to applaud yourself for visualizing something beautiful to the point of almost manifesting it. You created this apple in your mind. You felt it. You tasted it. You smelled the aroma. And as you appreciate your own gifts and visualization, I want you to now imagine that you are holding a beautiful rose in your hand. Feel the softness of the petals. Look at the details of this rose. Does it have a stem? Does it have leaves? Smell the rose and the essence of this flower within you. Communicate with this beautiful flower, giving it thanks for appearing for you, visualizing, manifesting for you in your mind's eye feeling the vibration of unconditional love. Great job. And now I want you to take a deep breath. Allow yourself a moment to breathe in and breathe out. You are no longer holding the rose, but your hands are still out in front of you. And this time they are ready to receive. And you're gonna be receiving an herb, plant, or flower gifted to you from your highest self, a plant ally that has been waiting to connect with you and work with you for your highest and best good, for your most divine health. Open your hands and take notice of whatever plant, flower, root, whatever takes form in your hand. Notice the details and the color. Ask for its name if you do not know it already. And as you connect with the vibration of this herb, know that it does exist in your waking life. It is available for you and wants to work with you for your highest and best good. 
As you admire this beautiful life force in your hand, I want you to now take your hands and place them at your heart center, connecting your energy with the energetic signature of the healing spirit within this plant, becoming one with your plant ally, becoming one with the vibration of health, giving gratitude for the connection. And now I just want you to bring yourself back into this time and space, taking a deep breath, pulling in your energy from the top of your head and the bottoms of your feet, pulling your breath and your energy into your physical body, holding that energy at your heart center. Feel your energy being pulled into your body, anchoring itself into your physical body, into this earth, keeping you grounded and connected. And you can begin another breathing sequence to pull yourself back finally into this time and space, breathing in for four seconds, holding the breath for four seconds, and exhaling for four seconds, as many times as you need in order to fully feel yourself back in your body. Begin to feel your energy within your fingers and toes. Feeling the energy being pulled back into your legs and your back and your shoulders until finally you feel the energy right behind your eyes. Focus on your eyes and your third eye and whenever you're ready, slowly open your physical eyes, bringing yourself back into this time and space. Welcome back from your meditation. I hope you enjoyed this short but powerful connection to the healing spirit of your own plant ally. If you have any questions about the plant or the herb in general, I'd love to connect with you to give you any insight. But until then, simply enjoy the space that you're in. And thank you so much for tuning in to listen. I wish you all so much love and so much light throughout your journeys. Until next time.